welcome everyone to another episode of It's Pronounced Podcast with your girls, Sange and... My name's Alicia. Hi. Hey, y'all. We're so glad you're here. Um, as you know by now, we are going to jump right into our week in review. And having Alicia tell us what's up, what's new, how you doing, what's happening in your life. So, you know, I'm going to be 100, as the kids say. Uh, this week was like absolute garbage for me. <laughs> In like a work sense, it truly, like I couldn't find any time to focus. I would, I would stare at my inbox and then I would say, yeah, no, we're not going to do this today in increments of like 15 minutes. Like I would go on for 15 minutes and then be like, okay, after another 15 minute, like lap around my house, I'd be like, now I'm getting back into it. And then I said, nope, let's take another 15 minute break. And that (laughs) happened the whole what eight hour day. (laughs) But did the work get done though? Oh, of course the work got done. Then that's all that matters. Like who cares how it got done? You got it done. And that in my eyes is a victory. We celebrate those things. Those are wins. You can celebrate for me because I'm still like, yikes. (laughs) 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 It was just a dark, dark week in terms of work. But right now I'm currently feeling a lot of joy. Um, But I think that's because I like, I ran this morning, I had a good breakfast. um, And yeah, I think that really just like set me up for success, if you will, today. So breakfast, man, you know, it's the meal of the champions. Is that what they say? Um, I don't really know. Define anyway. (laughs) SpongeBob says the most important meal of the day is breakfast and breakfast is the most important meal of the day. I, I did just quote Mr. Squarepants. I did. Yo, I think Spongebob is one of the most underrated shows of the, like the century. I think it's, it's truly incredible. So many laughs, so many jokes. It's incredible. You know, there were times that I like, when I was of the age to watch Spongebob, like didn't get it. And I was like, the show's so dumb. But I think now if I were to watch it again, I would probably appreciate it more. I think maybe I'll give it another shot. I, so it's, it's interesting hearing you say that because there's definitely a subset of my friends who we just quote SpongeBob and it's like, like we'll go and if somebody messes up something, we'll just say soiled it soiled it <laughs> multiple times over and over again. Um, yeah. So it's just definitely, <laughs> see, you get it now. No, I, I'm sorry. It's another memory. It's another, and I didn't even think I want to share that one. <laughs> okay. Is it SpongeBob related? Memory? It is. Oh, when, come on. Or is it, is it something that like I can personally hear? You can know, but no. Okay. We'll cut. We'll cut. <laughs> Should I tell you right now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> 20 minutes later. Are you feeling it now, Mr. Krabs? No! <laughs> Absolutely positive. And I was not. like, what is that from? What are you talking about? And he was like, it's SpongeBob. Don't you know? And I was like. No. And then he said it like three more times and it was like, ah. <laughs> so when you say like me and my friends just quote SpongeBob regularly, like that is the only thing that came to mind from that dark place in my life. Oh my gosh. Talk about repressed memories. Do you feel it now, Mr. Krabs? <laughs> and like, so how are you like mind, body, spirit, nasal capacity? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Um, you know, all things because I'm doing pretty well, I would say, um, this week. Physically, you know, still sedentary. Had a thought that I would go for like a jaunt this morning. And then 
literally was like, yeah, it's going to be a great day. I'm like texting Alicia, like, oh yeah, it's going to be great. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to like have my coffee, go for a little jaunt around my complex, come back in and then eat breakfast. Only I didn't. And to tell uh, you that I had to look up the word jaunt when you messaged me because I thought that you meant John, like in Philly, John, like, oh, I'm going to go on a little John right now. And I'm like, oh, okay. Sangay, like, look like, okay. East coast slang. And then I was like, oh, John's is actually a word. My bad. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> you really thought I was that cool. I'm not, I'm not hip enough to use any slang really at all. I mean, you did raise one level up in my book, but then you went immediately like, back immediately, down. Yeah, but it's still <laughs> high. Like it's still a very high level. But I was like, oh, intriguing. But yeah, we went, we did, went definitely down. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of like you know what's happening. What else? Oh, there. Oh, I'm really excited because I got two new pair of glasses this week, and I and it's like a small one for me because they're just cute. You know what I mean? They and are. The blue light blockers and. They're protecting my eyes from the blue light that is emitted. Yeah. If y'all could just see the eye roll that I'm doing right now. (laughs) I just can't. I truly cannot with uh, all of the blue light technology. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So I have a a funny story. If you have time. I think I have time. Literally as we've set time for this podcast. So I've been getting a lot of interesting um, advertisements uh, lately because So, okay. My friend, um, runs a lot. And so he sent me a message about like him signing up for this race, um, like early next year, it's like a 50 miler. So I was like, Oh dang, look at this. And then I look at the very like small print of his screenshot and it said like moose sports or something like something that said the word moose in it, that that's really all you need to know. Okay. Moose, Um, Got it. Which is like the name of the company. So again, I don't know what it's called. I totally forgot, but it's like moose track, moose sports, moose running something, but it's moose. I want to really, I want to (laughs) really hone in on is the word moose. And so I thought to myself, I was like, how big is a moose? You know? And so I immediately went to Google and was like, how big is a moose question mark? And yo, these things are massive. Have you ever seen a moose in person? Actually? Yes. Tell me everything. (laughs) I need to know because I literally have been on this like deep, dark rabbit hole with just moose videos for the past three days. Three days? Yes. So please tell me, please. I need to know your story. Okay. So one time I was in, I think it was a sophomore or junior year of college or in between the two. And I went to this thing called the social justice training institutes. Yeah. SJTI. And it was like the student version because apparently there's a non-student version that you can go to. I met some really dope people there. That's an aside. But it was like way up in the mountains of Colorado. And so there's like no cell service, like nothing. Um, And they warned us like when we got there, like, hey, there's animal, like nature, you know, it's animals out here. Be careful. (laughs) And basically like there's a high probability that you'll see a moose. And if you do, you should back away slowly like don't approach them and don't run away from them because they could charge you and so like I was scared and then I saw one like off in the distance like a ways away and they're like they they big you know like they're sizable creatures I'll say that much if you can feel the amount of adrenaline that's running through my body right now (laughs) I I think that's like one of my life goals at this moment after I've done all of this moose research is to see one in person because (laughs) They look beautiful. 
they're yes they are very i'm sorry i was just like are gathering just anti-moose what is going on here <laughs> like, no i'm just like gathering like all of the excitement that you're feeling and like okay it's about a moose yeah mo- oh you know what that reminds me of on um the show as told by ginger which came on nickelodeon when we were younger they had a song that they would sing and it was like at camp cup priest 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 we don't say mooses we say meese and that is something that has been in my mind ever since i saw that episode so the it was one, a song the the two episodes i remember of as told by Gin- ginger i don't remember that one so i'm like a little upset at myself but i do remember the one where she um I, uh, it's Ginger's friend. I don't remember what her name is. Dang it. It's like Kipsy, Mipsy, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so she's like the little seal girl in like the talent show. Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> it's like this latex bodysuit that she's wearing. <laughs> so I remember that episode. And then I remember the episode where Ginger like is learning how to like shave her legs, but she doesn't shave her legs the whole entire, like the whole entire leg but she shows like Courtney, you know, that little, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I was going to say something explicit, but I censored myself oh. for once, but um, <laughs> yeah, she showed Courtney, like, look, I like shave my legs. And she only showed like this much of her leg because she <laughs> shaved her ankle. And I like, was like, just the part that's just above your, and I was like, genius. Absolutely. Right. I knew people in wisconsin because you know it's cold out there so like there were people who literally would only shave the parts of their legs that were showing like if they're wearing ripped jeans they would just shave where the holes in their jeans are instead of shaving their full leg personally i feel like that's a lot more work than because you have to like know like where it's going to show they just outline their leg and like marker like where it would be i have no idea but i also know like for instance when people are wearing like shorts or skirts they might just shave up to where the knees or not the knees the skirt or the shorts end <laughs> or to your knees depending on that's where true. your your stuff ends um because that's the only part of their leg that's showing personally i say just don't shave your legs period i have not shaved my legs in about 8 years probably and we're doing fine out here so <laughs> Yeah, like that's a whole nother discussion, right? About like what body hair is supposed to look like and like who and should wear like it and all what, of that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I was like, man, eight years. It's been like eight minutes since I left. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, can I share something with you, please? It's just that. Okay, so I was just irritated after we had that joke of a debate earlier this week, or not we, oh, you, not you and I, but like I, we, uh, as in like this this world God, my heart fell to my chest right now oh my like, goodness hey, when did we argue like because now I'm like let's turn this shit off like I don't understand <laughs> like why you're doing this to me okay you meant we as in the United States of America had the world this at this point. you know everyone else is watching also true the world you're right god okay now I understand what you're talking about continue okay yeah so like the debate that took place I just um I was annoyed for many reasons, some of which may have been more obvious than others. However, I was primarily annoyed at the moderator because I just felt like he was not moderating anything. Like, I feel like he just kind of allowed them to walk all over one another. Yes. And like was not doing his job. And like, that's a big pet peeve of mine, if you will, when like I see somebody doing a poor job at their job and I'm like, I could do your job better than you and you're getting paid more than me to do a Mm. bad job 
at your job. And I don't like that. So I just like, I've been sitting with that. And like, of all the things that took place on that night, that is the one thing that I'm like, you should have muted him is what you should have done, Mr. Moderator. Do they even have that capability to mute people? Why not? You can turn off someone's microphone. People do it all the time when they lip sync in concerts. That's true. So that's what I'm wondering, like, why was that not just an understanding before the debate even began? You know what I'm saying? Like, couldn't we have just agreed when my two minutes are done, my microphone gets muted and like, I understand. And then same for my opponent. I don't know. I'm just, we could have done that. Yeah. And when you do cite Sangay, Sir Leaf Gaskin. <laughs> it was my idea. I want my credit. You can pay me. I'll take royalties. Oh, wow. <laughs> you you got to monetize your strengths. I get it. You know, and it's one of those. I will say though that from the debate, like I uh, appreciated like teachers a lot more than I already do, which you know is very, very high. Like, mm-hmm. and so because they do that every day, like they have to like moderate a classroom, they have to like stop like two kids from like yelling and bickering at each other, they have to like stop people from like speaking too much and all that stuff. So I was just I, you know, I saw lots of like tweets about this, right. About like, you, I could have done this better from like multiple educators that I follow. And I was like, yes, you could have, and you, you should have. have exactly. So it just going back to like your pay conversation, right. I'm like, wow, teachers need to get paid more because this person's getting paid so much more to do this moderation and In a horrible way. Yes. Like, you didn't do your job well, sir. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Let's, let's take a quick break. Yeah, um, Damn, you are you all, me all sad and shit. What the no. fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. oh, not sad. I'm like more like uh annoyed at the like debate. You know what I mean? But yeah, let's take a break. And we'll take a quick break and then come on back together. All right, welcome back, friends. Today's episode is called "It's Pronounced Audacity." Like you had the audacity, la lasia, to do that. Please make it make sense. And now I kind of want to know. Alicia, can you, what is one of your things that makes you question, like, you really had the audacity to do, say, act like that right now in the middle of a pandemic? In the middle of a pandemic in this economy? (laughs) Yeah, with these people around? Yeah. Um, So it's interesting because, like, the first thing that pops into my head is probably a pet peeve that somebody has of me, too, Mm. if that makes sense. Okay, so. Okay, so. I will ask you, Sangay Sirleaf Gaskin, this mm, question. Full name. <laughs> full name. We're going there. <laughs> I will ask you a question like this. Hey, Sangay, what are you doing at 3 p.m. today? And I will say, oh, I'm just recording an episode. Why? Correct. Which is like a fair answer or like I'm busy or mm-hmm. like you literally share what you're doing at 3 p.m. Correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just going to set that for the the scene, right? The context. I cannot do it when people say this. I'm like, hey, X, like, what are you doing at 3 p.m. today? They look at me and they say, what do you mean? And I go back and I say, what do you mean? What do I mean? I literally, I freak out, Sangay. It is the clearest of questions, though. I understand. Actually, I completely understand. Like, if somebody did that to me, I'd be like, how are you confused? I explicitly asked you, what are you doing at this time? Where is the confusion? So that is my pet peeve. It's literally when I ask a question like that, where there's a direct answer and somebody asks me, what do you mean? And I say, well, I, on 100% of the time, like my friends and family that are listening right now, they're like, yes, that's exactly what you say. <laughs> and it's so fucking annoying because I say, what do you mean? 
what do I mean? In that same <laughs> intonation too. Like I just, I'm like, I asked you a very simple question. That's exactly what I mean. I love that. Yeah. Or like when people, I don't know, at, well, to build on that, like if I were to answer that sort of question and the person doesn't have a reason for why they asked me, like how my default response is, oh, I'm doing this. Why do you ask? If oh, you're no just reason. like, oh, no reason. I'd be like, why did you, what do yes it's very much your pet peeve I mean that goes with like the never mind that goes with like oh like no reason you're like no you asked me for a reason it, there was a reason it came to your mind so you should just share it like put it out there okay I don't think I'm asking for that much oh my god you know what another one of my pet peeves is um go off oh go yo off. yo okay <laughs> so anybody that's ever lived with me knows this is that I cannot absolutely positively cannot deal when you leave a timer left on the microwave <gasps> yo same I Wait, can't do you go I, behind and clear it for that I go I I make a big ass scene though and do it but I'm like <laughs> beep beep <laughs> I thought I was the only one who that bothered because it's really not that hard to like just clear it is two pushes unless you're going back to microwave it for the remaining 15 seconds just clear it like just clear it please I'm crying right now because I, I get so heated up about that like I just don't I personally for me I'm like okay you don't need to use the whole entire time that's fine clear the damn microwave <laughs> something seemingly so small it's, that's it yo, stop clear yo and you know what's funny though is like said he'll does this shit all the fucking time because he knows it gets me so riled up like he'll like walk away from it like no 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 like let's rewind what he will do he will stand there and then it will be like a minute right he will wait until one second is done and to open the door and yo. look back at me like he'll look back at it. Yeah. And he'll be like, oh, whoops. And close it and walk away. I can't stand him. I can't. My jaw is on the ground. Yeah. But you know what I can't stand though on this, on the, uh, on the topic of food. Cause we're talking about microwaving things. You know, this. Most association, people, correct? <laughs> most people who know me probably already know that I can't stand this. And I apologize in advance if this applies. Well, actually I do, but I don't apologize if this applies to you. I can't stand the sound of people eating their food. Like, I don't understand how people watch ASMR videos of other people eating. Like, how can you stand like when it's like that? Like, yo, you might be getting people riled up though, right now. Let me stop. (laughs) You're like, that's not this kind of podcast. (laughs) That's not who we are. But I will say, like, I don't understand how y'all like that. It's just like, and then, like, if I ask you to stop and you, like, and you continue doing it like um one of my sisters does it intentionally to get on my nerves only Mm -hmm. sometimes she'll do it and like look at me and be like like do you want to get choked is that (laughs) do you want to fight are we fighting we're fighting now got it cool 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 thanks for uh letting me know yeah I can't I can't stand that you know what isn't really a pet peeve but it is something that like I do weird I don't know like you okay just just you know come along for the ride it's not a pet peeve but it's something that I like to do 
And then it does kind of bother me when it isn't done. Okay. It has to do with saving your leftovers. And it's that, you know, you have Tupperware in various sizes for various reasons. Because there's always going to be like a certain amount of food that fits perfectly in one of your Tupperware or like your little saver containers. I mean, that's generally how containers work. Absolutely. That's how they work. Yeah. (laughs) But I can't stand when someone takes like two spoonfuls of say like mashed potatoes because that's what we had with dinner last night and puts it in the biggest container available especially if there is one that is like a more appropriate sized container available like if that is available and you still choose to use the biggest one like why I don't know why there's something that fits it perfectly why are you putting it in an oversized container it's just like not visually appealing so you would hate me because I have zero spatial awareness when it comes to that stuff. Like, I'll be like, oh my gosh, like this was so much food. I put it in the biggest Tupperware and I'm like, yikes, that doesn't fit a fifth of it. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, like I don't want to waste this. So I put it in the fridge anyway. Oh my gosh. I actually like, okay, I'll girl. say I'm it comes girl. with practice. You have to like, you know, over time you learn what amount of food fits in each thing, right? But I definitely have been in a position where I'm like, oh, this is the wrong container for this. Let me put it in the right container and then just like transfer it. Like I'll empty it from the too big one to the right sized one. Dang, maybe I didn't get to that part of my development. So yeah. So like, yeah, I guess for some, it takes some time to reach that point. But when you do, please people, let's just be better. Let's just be better. A big pet peeve that I have right now, just because we're in the middle or I don't know, a third of the way or maybe two-thirds of the way through We're a in pandemic. pandemic. We're in a pandemic. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know at what state stage we're at, but we're in it. Um I can't stand when I see people out with a mask on, but like it's not covering their nose and mouth. And further, I can't stand when like you're indoors and somebody is not wearing the mask, but the people at said establishment don't tell them that they need to leave because now you're just endangering us all like if you have a sign on your door that says you need a mask to enter this space and the person real life example I went to pick up a rental car last weekend and this like college college aged guy was in there with his mask on but it was covering his chin not his mouth nor his nose so he was inside he was wearing a mask but he wasn't wearing it properly but there's a sign on the door that says your mask must be covering your nose and your mouth to be in the sat in this space and like he was just in there and nobody said anything to him nobody none of the employees asked him to leave and even like when he got up to the window or whatever to get his car like the employee was just joking with him and I mean like he did pull his mask over his mouth but not over his nose and at that point like just go wait outside my guy like why are you in here then if you can't follow these basic rules like just be I- outside that just, I mean, it, it, I think especially during this time right now, it just goes to show people's general discomfort with um, confrontation. Yeah. With just like confronting people about certain things, because, you know, before the pandemic, the things that people were needing to confront were things like, you know, n- no shirt, no shoes, no service. It's like, sir, you cannot like you, you cannot enter this establishment without a shirt on. Right. Like that's something easy to say, but now it's like, the mask thing. And I don't know, like people get really, really hyped up about it too. Yeah. And like, I don't, people get physical and violent about it too. And that's like, 
taking it a step too far for my liking. Personally, I'm not a fighter. I will not be fighting anyone ever, I don't think. And I mean, I'll defend myself, but I'm not about to start nothing with you. That's the main difference between you and me. (laughs) I will fight. Like my mom is like, you're just a fighter. Like you just want to fight everything. And I'm like, check. (laughs) But then I also don't want to agree with her to the point where I want to fight with her about it. Right. (laughs) like you want you're such a fighter and I'm like no I'm not what do you mean but and I was like got it this is exactly what I see what you mean now I get it yeah no no. I'm not trying to fight no one one of my friends um like I asked this like you know we were playing this card game and one of the questions was like okay name what animal uh, I remind you of so I asked like everybody in the group right like name what animal I remind you of and my friend was like a kangaroo and I'm like oh I've never heard this but like keep going and he was like a kangaroo because because you seem docile however if you get too close you're gonna fuck somebody up and I'm like yes that's exactly my personality so I'm gonna be a kangaroo from this point forward (laughs) you know on the subject of masks I'm um I'm just gonna share that I think it's it's ironic that old boy was at the debate just going back to that on Tuesday night trying to comfort Mr. Biden about his wearing a mask in public spaces and then today he tests positive for COVID yeah yeah like how are you you're really sitting up here talking about oh well Joe wears the biggest mask I've ever seen every time I see him you could be 200 feet away from him and he's wearing the biggest mask ever like yeah but he also didn't test positive for COVID so And one of my favorite tweets that I've seen about it is actually from my sister. It made me, it made me chuckle. She tweeted, all I'm going to say is when my president was in charge of a pandemic response, he didn't get the damn disease. Yo, the conspiracies around like, if it's real, if it's not is like hella exhausting. Um, And also makes me spiral a bit because I'm like, maybe he is faking it so that he can like get votes and like. That's diabolical if that's the case. Do you think you would get votes from that? Maybe because like I'm thinking about people who could potentially be on the margins of this, right? Because I think that there are some people who are like, LOL, I'm voting for this one or this one, right? Um, But people could potentially be on the margins because of like coronavirus and the response to it. And so if he shares that, hey, I got coronavirus and then shares later on that he beat it and he was like, this is exactly what we're supposed to be doing. I followed all of these things that I said, then he people would be like, oh, wow, like what a trustworthy guy. Hmm. 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 I, I don't mean, like it. I see what you're saying and I don't like it. I absolutely don't either. But you know me, I'm a say it like it is. Give us another um, peeve of yours. Okay. So this is not even like, okay, when I say it, everybody's going to eye roll, I think. But it's like such a, it's such a pet peeve of mine about myself that I like consistently do. Okay. So I am, if you listen to the happy hour episode, you will know that I have like very particular taste in terms of food. Um, I I like everything on its like basic, basic, basic setting. So I'm talking like a hamburger. I will eat it with like mustard maybe. And that's it. Right. Not even Um, ketchup. Not even ketchup. I don't like ketchup. Ketchup's disgusting. Um, To me. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. We'll circle back. We'll circle back. Yes. So when I go to a restaurant or when I go, you know, order something from, you know, a drive-thru, whatever, I always forget to say things like, 
can you put no mustard on that? Or sorry, no ketchup on that. No cheese on that. Like those, because I am so narcissistic to a point that I'm like, everybody knows that I don't like these things. And then everybody, including the random drive through person, including this person I've never met. Exactly. You see my point. And so I'm not saying that I get upset because I'm getting, I get upset at myself because I go to my house, I open up the burger and I'm like, damn it. I forgot to say it again, (laughs) that there shouldn't be cheese or whatever, because I'm like, why is everybody putting cheese on this burger that I don't like when it's literally (laughs) called like a cheeseburger? You know what I mean? So Mm. and I've done that so many times to myself where like a lot of my friends have to like get the person to be like oh wait she forgot to say that she doesn't like this and I'm like wow. right thank you because I shout I, out to I, your I, friends though for actually like holding you down oh shout out because I yeah I need some help I really do. <laughs> I just yeah I hear that though I think for me it goes that far with like family members or like friends and family like people who claim to know me intimately who forget like my dietary preferences or like just like in general like I don't know random things that by now you know that I don't like I'm like do you even know me do you even know me oh that's anxiety inducing Uh, yeah and so it can be difficult sometimes in group settings to communicate that because obviously you want to like meet everyone's needs and like keep folks happy and like you know we all want to eat this thing and then I'm the lone one in the corner who's like um I don't eat meat so I actually don't want to go to the steakhouse um, I was just, just for say, me personally I was just gonna say what a choice of words for you to say I would like to meet everybody's needs uh. <laughs> yeah so that's that's like the awkward moment is like being the only in that group and then being like hey just just a reminder, it's been like this for like probably seven or eight years now. I still don't eat meat. Choosing to go to a steakhouse is not accommodating for me, but it's fine. I'll eat some potatoes and like broccoli. I will always be able to find something on the menu, but like it's a little, little frustrating to be in those positions. You know what I'm saying? I think it's also hard because, or not even, it's hard for me to hear that one because in my, in my job, that's all I do is I like collect (laughs) dietary. It's not all I do, but it's a very main stressful part of my job is to collect dietary preferences for people. So we could be doing like the most basic thing. And like, you could be coming over to my house to like pick something up and I will be like, Oh wait, are you allergic to anything? Cause I don't want to like, (laughs) and they're like, wait, I I'm just going to go and use the restroom. I'm like, I know, but like in case, like my peanut butter is going to like make you like go out into hives like I need to know that now and they're like nobody's ever asked me that a and b I just need to go to the bathroom so can you please step aside dude that's so real and that's something that I actually was wondering one time when I was traveling I was on a plane pre-corona I was on a plane and um I had peanut butter because I will travel with like travel size peanut butter you know like the little packets that you can get hotel ones yeah, no, like the uh, like Jif to go or like Skippy to go. It's like a oh, little circular yeah. thing. Yeah, so like I'll get those because I take snacks on planes. And I just realized like they never ask for allergies when you're boarding a plane. So if I open my peanut butter and somebody sitting near me happens to be allergic and like has a really bad reaction, like I'd feel horrible. So I definitely did ask people on that flight, like, uh, is anybody around here allergic? Just want to check because I am going to eat this peanut butter, but I will eat it in the bathroom. If you are allergic, I will contain myself. If you, you would eat it in the bathroom. I would find another way to eat it. I would like move away from them so that I could eat the peanut butter. 
I was like, oh, that's a very interesting. I know it's not super hygienic, but it's like the first closed off room that came to mind on a plane. You're just going to go into the cockpit and eat (laughs) behind the pilot. Like, hey, sorry about this, but one of your passengers is allergic to peanut butter. Don't mind me as I eat my apple slices and peanut butter behind you. Uh, I read this article that like somebody has like a severe peanut allergy and they were asking like American, I want to say. Yeah, they were asking American like if they can like have a nut free flight. And they were like, no, that's not possible, even though they didn't have nuts on that flight or something like that for snack, whatever. They were like, it's actually impossible to have a nut free flight because like nobody, like people can bring on nuts. Whatever they bring. Yeah, exactly. And so it was just super interesting to me because I was like, wow, if you have like a severe peanut allergy, like how does that work? So how do you get around that? Cause you know, like in schools, at least like there are complete nut free schools. Exactly. Um, if even one child is allergic, they're like, no, we, none of that, no nuts whatsoever, mm-hmm. no oils, none of it. Don't even bring it near this building. I, Cause at some point you have like an EpiPen, right? Or I don't know. I don't know if you like take the risk. Would masks help? Huh. You know? Cause it like keeps the particles. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'll have to research. See, this is going to replace my moose um, search bar is going to be <laughs> talking about peanut allergy. Cause now I'm like, I'm definitely intrigued. I need to look this yeah, I don't know. Like, how do you, how do you, do you just drive everywhere? I literally opened up Google right now and, and I, t- and I started typing and then the autofill was like moose, moose, <laughs> moose tracks, moose cartoons. I'm like, dang it, dang it, dang it. It knows me. Okay. I also was like, I wanted to see what other people thought were like common pet peeves. So I looked up a list of some and I wanted to, but first I want to hear what your things are. And then I kind of want to share some and then hear some from listeners well no I'm not going to be vulnerable if like you're just going to go into a list that was generated off like by the public (laughs) the thing with pet peeves too though is I feel like like I'm realizing this now in this moment that I can't sit here and be like I don't notice them until they're happening yeah I can't stand when this happens I can't stand when that happens I can't stand when this happens because I don't keep track of them until it happens to me then I'm like, oh yeah, that's a big pet peeve of mine. But I will say one of them is like n- back on names, always names. But I can't stand when people like the proper spelling of my name is in an email or something of that nature, or like it's in my contact card on my phone. And then people reach out to me and they've spelled my name incorrectly. I'm like, how? I literally spelled it for you. <sighs> like how? Yo, okay. So that makes me think of another pet peeve I have is that when people um, are in a meeting with me specifically on Zoom, because that's like all we're doing right now, right? So on Zoom, where they're like, hey, Olivia, can you do this? And they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I was just talking to an Olivia right before this. And I go always, I'm like, were you? Were you talking to an Olivia before this? That's like really specific. Mm. And also I'm like, I go sometimes as far as to be like, oh my gosh, like how did you meet? meet this Olivia like I really want to know all about her and that's when you're like wait Olivia who I might know her exactly and they're like oh yeah yeah you you just like you wouldn't, wouldn't you wouldn't know her you wouldn't know and her. I was like can you just you can just own the fact that you messed up like it's dope like <laughs> but don't lie to me <laughs> yeah, you ain't yeah. gotta lie Craig you ain't gotta lie to kick it Craig absolutely <laughs> not 
Wait, so you, wait, you looked up a list of like common pet peeves or something? Yeah. So I was just like, hmm, what are some other pet peeves that people might have? Or like, what's something that we might be missing? Or what's something, what are some things that we may have in common with others? And HuffPost has a list. This is a five-year-old list that was updated last year. So updated 2019, 76 incredibly accurate pet peeves that will drive you nuts. One of them, the number one, is loud chewing or people chewing with mouths open, to which I'm saying, I know I'm not alone, okay? Because like there are I'm other people alone. out there. So I'll anybody who's down. ever been like, wow, calm down, like stop it. I'm not the only one. And you probably wouldn't like it either. So that's that. Number two is when people are late or make me late because I'm waiting for them. And yes, yes. Yo, I'm very on time. And when I am not on time, I get really agitated. Or like being late due to something that was completely preventable, but wasn't your fault. Like that really, 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 really irritates me so badly. Cause it's like, I did my part to be on time. You just slowed me down and now we're both late and now we both look bad. And like, I'm not here for that. Yo, I like, sometimes I struggle with that though, because I'm thinking about like time and like what that is rooted in and then also thinking about like timeliness and if that's like something that I have established I don't know because I've been working in like white environments I don't know I know it's something that on the one hand we do kind of need a breakdown but I think like within reason right like I think for me at least timeliness is this for me is a sign of respect of other people's time. Like I really do value the time that you're taking to meet with me and like be in this space with me. So like, I personally feel bad when I am late to meet with other people because I'm like, dang, this person blocked off the time to be with me and I was late. And like, that's not making good use of their time, particularly in a professional setting, you know? And then on the reverse is true. Like think about how you would feel if somebody took the time or rather ask you to set aside time for them on your calendar. So you block off a full like hour, two hours just for them and they don't show up. But I think that's different. But, you know, I, I understand what you're saying. But I like, I mean, anybody who knows me knows that like I, I'm on time all the time or I like I really try to be. And if I'm not like I'm profusely saying sorry or I'm giving like minute by minute updates of like I'm going to if I said I was going to be there at one, I will be there at one oh three. And so, yeah, I am definitely in the in the same boat in terms of like I respect timeliness. I love time. I um, think time is money, like all of those things. But then also hearing me say that I'm like, yikes, is that like capitalistic? I don't know this. I'm just letting y'all into a, a battle that I'm having within myself all the time. But one that I actually agree with is reply you know, all because there's a time and place for reply all. And some people don't seem to understand that not everybody needs to read every single response to a thread. And like for me as a sender, if I send something out to multiple people, it's because I don't want to individually email multiple people, right? So you then as the recipient would hope that you would take it upon yourself to reply directly to me, not to everybody else on the thread, because I may be asking you all a question, but I only need an individualized answer from all of you. I don't need every single person to see every single person's response. Man, there have been so many bad reply alls that I've seen, like where people accidentally reply all 
and they are like, where they're just reaming into this person who sent it, or they're like sharing something like extremely personal. And they're like, uh, can you not see that ever again? I'm like, no, I've already seen it. I am grimacing, grimacing. Okay. I found the list that you found. Um, I'm okay. Looking, I'm looking at this number 55. Um, and this made me, it's not necessarily this specific one. Um, okay. So people who say no problem or no worries in response to thank you, the appropriate mm-hmm. thing to say in return is you're welcome. I disagree. So this is a pet peeve I have. Um, and I think it's because, okay, so my first language is not English, right? Like my first language is Spanish. And when somebody says, thank you, when somebody says gracias, right? Like the response is de nada. De nada literally translated is like of nothing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so that is always my response to things, even in English, Ross, like somebody says, thank you. I'm like, oh yeah, like it was my pleasure. It was nothing. Because when you say you're welcome, you're centering yourself in it. Like you're mm. welcome because, oh, you are welcome that I did that for you. When I'm like, no, you're sharing gratitude for something that I did out of my own like heart, out of my own like desire, right? Mm-hmm. So I, you'll rarely, rarely hear me say you're welcome because the things that I do, I generally, I genuinely want to do them. So it's just like, it's just weird for me to hear people say you're welcome. So it's like a very like niche pet peeve, if you will, because I just, I just don't get you're welcome. I really, I truly don't understand what that phrase means. You're also prone to say like, oh, it's my job. Like when people thank you for doing your job. Oh, hundred percent. Why are you going to thank me for something that I literally am paid to do? Right. And I think that that's a fair response. Like if, this is my job. It is in my job description. You shouldn't thank me for doing the thing that I was hired to do. I mean, it's okay. I guess receiving gratitude is, it feels good, but like my response isn't going to be like, oh, you're so welcome. Oh my goodness. I definitely went out of my way to do this. Like, no, it's my job. No and problem. I, I will, I will genuinely say that when it's something that like, I actually don't want to do. Mm. but I'm doing it because it's my job. Um, because a lot of people say, thank you, you know, you're doing simple things. And I'm just like, Oh, it was my job. Like, yeah. Like, I'm glad that you found it appreciated. I don't know. Like, it's just very weird to me. Like Alicia, thank you so much for like organizing that spreadsheet alphabetically. And I was like, it was my job. That's what you asked me to do five seconds ago. So I, it was, I don't know, be weird. The last one that I'm going to share just because it's, um, interesting is 73 on that list. And it says people who send emails longer than three sentences or one paragraph, first of all, in whose world is three sentences, a paragraph? Cause the, in the school that I grew up in five sentences minimum is a paragraph. So number one, number two, they then go on to say, call or explain in person who has time to read through all that. Actually, personally, I would prefer to read through the email than to spend an hour to two hours on the phone with you trying to explain something that you can probably explain more succinctly in writing. Well, we've been in those meetings, right? Where they were like, this could have been an email. Yeah. And I think some people are just better at communicating their thoughts. They get more to the point, more directly to the point when they write it out. than when you give them this open, like, oh yeah, go ahead, call me any time of day. Then you're on the phone with them for two hours straight of them just like walking through like, so here's the problem. And then this parent said this. And then, so what do you think next? Like, I just email me bullet points. The problem is this. This is what this party said. Here's what this party said. Here's what I think I need to do. What do you think? Boom. What was that? Four lines, five lines. And then it gives me time as like the recipient to read it 
think about my response instead of like putting me on the spot. I can like actually document what I'm thinking and what my recommendations are. You know, I'm a huge fan of like processing time or like the need to like provide processing time because sometimes, yeah, I'm like in meetings and I'm like, they're like, what do you think, Alicia? And I'm just like, I need to think about that. They're like, well, what do you think about that? And I was like, um, I'm currently- I need some time. Yeah, like I'm currently thinking, like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? What do I mean? <laughs> what am I exactly that? Yes. Oh, goodness. Um, yeah. And then it's interesting because I also am like a verbal processor too. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, huh, like how, but I know the difference between like, hey, I need to verbally process this versus like, oh, hey, y'all, we're going to meet for an hour to talk about these things. And I was like, what part of you literally just spoke to me? You could have wrote that down. You didn't ask for any input. You didn't ask for any problem solving. You didn't like have any announcements that like people needed to give voice to. Mm -hmm. All you wanted to do was just hear your own voice. I don't know. Yeah. And, and you're right. There are different things like hosting a meeting to deliver information. Fine. But also like you could just send an email with the bulleted points of the information you delivered in the meeting and also like be succinct. But if you're going to call everyone together, then everyone should actually have say in that meeting. In my opinion, like, don't call me into a meeting. Don't take my time that I could be working on something else to sit and listen to you when you could have written an email for the next time that we actually have to meet in person. Yeah. And that's my call to action to folks is that like, if you're the leader of said meeting and you see that you don't need to do the meeting, you don't need, you can cancel it. Like I'm I personally, Alicia Olivas is giving you permission to cancel the meeting. It's okay to cancel it. Or it's okay to end it early. You have an hour meeting and you're done in 20 minutes. Give everybody the time back. That's fine. You don't need to hold it that long. Please don't do it. Yeah, I actually can't stand when people do that. Like, And then you can tell that they're just looking for fillers to take up the time. Like, oh, well, we have an hour blocked here, so better give them some busy work. Why? Why? When you could just give me back my time so I can work on the other things that you've asked me to work on. Wouldn't that make sense? I think that would make more sense. We can save time. We can save money. We can get more done as an organization. Yeah. Man. And it's just like makes me think about time and just wanted to say thank you for spending this time with us because mm-hmm. you could be spending it elsewhere, but you're choosing to spend the minutes, the hour, whatever this is with us. So I appreciate you. We appreciate y'all. On that note, before we take another short break, uh, we want to hear from y'all as always. Send us some of your pet peeves. Um, I kind of want to know what annoys you all. And then if there's something that one of us has been doing, you know, I mean, don't make it too personal, but I would also like to know what it is that we're doing. That is one of your pet peeves. Oh my um, gosh. If that's the case. And I mean, that will go for Sangay. If, if something <laughs> I'm doing is personally annoying you, just read me. I will. I'm okay. <laughs> I, I just need to know. I do, You just need to be blunt with me. Truly. You're going to get notes like, so Alicia, whenever you. And I'm going to be like, yeah, you're right. That is fucking annoying. My bad. <laughs> and we're back everyone um as you know by now we're in our final segment of the day that means that we are going to dive into what we're unpacking so um i'm gonna go ahead and let alicia get started share with us what you unpacking this week 
Yeah. So both are mental unpackings, if you will. Um, and so the first is um, I'm going to give a shout out to a couple of people. One is to my friend Carminia. Uh, so she sent me this video that um, an Instagram account made or yeah, an Instagram account made. Uh, the account is the Afro Latin diaspora. And the video was why many people believe Latinidad is canceled. And so in the, like the video is dope. So like, check it out. But in the video, um, Tanya K. Hernandez talked about this idea that I have thought about every single day of my life. But then hearing this word was like, yes, that's exactly what it is. And the okay. word is pigmentocracy. Enlighten us. And, and it's funny you say that, right? It's because mm. pigmentocracy is talking about the color of your skin and okay. on this, like the spectrum of it, depending on like what like good services, like how people treat you and like what that looks like. Right. And that's particularly um, like evident in like the Black Lives Matter movement and like what people are talking about right now with racial equity is that. So, you know, for me, this is oh, this is like semi vulnerable. So I feel really weird. But um, my my mom is like is white, um, like she's she's Mexican, 100 percent Mexican, like she is Latina. However, she is white. Mm -hmm. And so it's something that I think about all the time because I'm not white. <laughs> and like when I go into spaces, like it's, it, I've grew up all the time with people asking me like, is that your real mom? Mm. And that's wild, right? Because I'm like, yeah, that is my mom. And then because we look so very different um, in mm -hmm. terms of like our skin color. So yeah, that's something that I'm like unpacking and still sitting with a lot is like this idea of pigmentocracy. I'm going to like read into it a lot more, but I was like, dang, I've never heard that word before, A. And B, I think about it all the time because I, I think about like when I see pictures of me and my sister, when I see pictures of me and my, my mom, when I even just like look at people within my own family and like what that looks like in terms of like who they are right now. And I can kind of really represent it by like the color of their skin. So it's just mm -hmm. like, that's just something that I'm like deeply, deeply sitting with and unpacking with. Mm -hmm. Um my last thing is like just showing a lot of gratitude for, um, for my family um, and particularly my parents, because I'm, I'm starting to see that within the pandemic, like my, my family, like always raised my sister and I with like, or sorry, raised my sister and me, there you go with like a sense of wonder, like just to like, I shared before an earlier episode, like just to do things, to do things just to like research moose if you want to research moose like go down that hole right like and so I'm just super grateful for that because I because I as you know I don't really watch tv and because I get really invested in things like moose or I get really invested in things <laughs> like peanut butter on airplanes that I'm like let me research this because it really intrigues me and so I'm just really um grateful for that because it hasn't really been a boring um pandemic for me I do miss people a lot and I miss like, you know, laughing and being joyful and all those things, but I've been able to fall into pockets of like losing myself in certain themes and topics. So I'm just uh, excited for wonder. I'm excited for wonder, creativity, excitement. Um, yeah. So I'm like unpacking all of those things. What about you? What are you unpacking? Well, so if you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw that I posted just like general amazement I shaved my head two years ago and my hair grew back and it's like a lot of hair so I'm I'm sitting here in wonder and awe honestly most days I like where did this how did you where did this much hair come from I don't understand um 
it's a lot. And I think I'm going to shave it again because it's, it's a lot to oh deal God, with. Are you? Well, I don't know. You know, I go back and forth. Some days I'm like, no, I love my hair and I do love my hair. But then other days I'm like, it's a lot of work. You should shave it. But then when I don't have hair, I'm like, oh, I wish I had hair again. So it's, you know, like a whole process. Um, but that is something that I'm just like, I, I guess um, in a more abstract term, like the power of growth, like how much growth can take place over the course of two years, um, mm. physically, mentally, emotionally. Go like, off. I mean, I don't want, I, I will, but like, I don't want to, but like, I can, uh, <laughs> just it like, growth. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, looking back at pictures from two years ago, um, my sister had sent me a picture of myself and my oldest nephew, one of my oldest nephews, he's three years old. He just turned three this summer. And so in the picture, he was like one, or maybe even not even one at the time that we had taken the picture. Um, and he's just so small and a cute little nugget. And, oh, he's so cute. But like now he's a, he's a, a child. Adult. He's not a baby. <laughs> he's a child. Like the, and the amount of growth, like at that time he was barely walking, he was barely talking. So thinking of like his life in terms of how much development can take place over a two year span. And like, for me, I was just like, dang, I really had no hair two years ago. I was like super bald two years ago. And now I'm uh -huh. like. I have a lot of hair um, compared to what I had. Definitely not as long as some other folks, but it's very thick. It's a lot. It's there. Yes. Yeah, that's something that's um, been on my mind. And that's then beautiful. physically got these candles from a candle company called Rhythm and Flame. And I think it's pretty cool. I heard about it on another podcast that I listened to, but it's a Black-owned candle company. And they make candles that come with a QR code, which is like a it's a QR code that goes to a playlist on whatever platform you choose to listen to. All you do is you scan the QR code and then click play and it starts playing the music and then you light your candle. And so it's like music that is set to the vibe of the candle scent. And it's kind of a fun experience. I don't know. I think it's a pretty cool experience. So oh, Okay. You said rhythm and flame. Mm -hmm. That sounds fun. Yeah. And the candle smells good too. And, and it's like a decent sized candle. Like you know, I'm sitting here like, oh my God, the playlist. And you're like, wait, the <laughs> candle smells good. It, oh, no, but it's like you get over two hours, maybe even three, depending on the playlist of curated songs to listen to as you're, you know, lighting your candle. And I, if you're really into scents, you probably know like different scents can kind of set a different vibe or mood for the room and the space and the time. And so you know, take that where you will with your imagination as far as what the playlist might sound like um, or what songs might be featured, but it's a really dope concept and I'm really enjoying the candles. And I'm also really enjoying these earrings um, from my sister because she made me some earrings and they're so cute. I think I showed you some pictures. Yeah, they are cute. They're super adorable. Um, so all that to say, I'm loving the physical things that I'm like receiving this week. I'm also loving that it's not coming from like big box stores. Like it's something that's personal. So it feels more special to me, especially the earrings. Cause it's like made with colors that I love by somebody that I love. Yeah. And it's a product you love. And it's a product I love. Yes, exactly. Things are, things are feeling good. Oh, what a beautiful way to end. Honestly, <laughs> I'm feeling happy. I, you started off with like making me stress about this debate and then now <laughs> I'm like, I'm in a good spot. So yeah, I think, you know, this is a good time to close. What do you think? I think so. Beautiful. I think so. Well, 
friends. Oh, I, I feel good. Let me just acknowledge anyway. So, um, but yeah, friends, like if you, if you like the podcast, if you like us, please subscribe, please leave a review, um, share with somebody that you think would like it and follow us on our socials that are going to be listed in the description of this episode. For sure. Do all of those things. And also let us know if you want to be featured in an upcoming episode, you can reach out to us on our socials and tell us why or what you think you've got to offer to the pod, um, what sort of conversations you want to get into. We definitely want to welcome more folks onto um, our podcast. Yeah. And we've loved all the messages that we have received either through like Instagram, Twitter, text message, voice message. So like, please continue to send those in. If you want to be featured in a happy hour episode, or we might just slip you in um, into a regular episode, feel free to leave a voice message, which is also linked. Well, with all that being said, y'all, I hope y'all are feeling good. I hope y'all are feeling the same kind of energy that we are, but this has been another imperfect production of It's Pronounced Podcast with your girls, Alicia and Sangay. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye. <laughs>